This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, the more pro days I watch, the more convinced I am. I know who should go number one next month in the NFL draft. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, alongside the great Randy Scott. I am Aaron Goldhammer. As Randy told me in the most recent break, the appropriate way to bring back from commercial break on television or radio is to introduce your partner first. And so, Randy, I will give you the pleasure. Alongside Randy Scott, I am Aaron Goldhammer. I was Thank talking you very much about a critical piece of fan mail I got once where it was like, always introduce <laughs> your co-anchor first. Canty uh, and Carlin's on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can listen on your smart speaker. All you have to do is ask it to play ESPN Radio. You could jump in with us, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Um, Randy, on SportsCenter and stuff, you are deep in all of these news elements on the road to the draft. And the pro days are mm-hmm. one of the landmark stops. And this is the big week for him. We had Ohio State earlier in the week and C.J. Stroud. We had Alabama and Bryce Young earlier in the week. And then today, Will Levis at Kentucky had his pro day. Where I sit, I always laugh when I look at these pro days because I think they have value in terms of getting to know a player and talking to him and seeing the people around campus and all of that. But if you're basing who you're drafting on a scripted throwing session at a pro day, you've got something seriously wrong with your front office. Yeah, yeah, the Raiders did it. I think back to Jamarcus Russell. He got on one knee at about the 50-yard line, and he hit the uprights. And that was all Al Davis needed to see. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that rarely comes into play. (laughs) Rarely comes into play in an actual NFL game. And you look at the play, I can see it. You know, the... uh, Zach Wilson throw at his pro day where he flipped his hips and and threw it back across his body and dropped it into a bucket from 50 yards out and that was all the Jets needed to see and how'd that work out like it, 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 it there are to your point cautionary tales when, when you're throwing against air and throwing in your smandex uh, whether or not that's going to translate on Sundays yeah J- Johnny Manziel hooked the Browns because he remember he put on pads and a helmet at his pro day even though there were no defenders coming after him Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL front office insider, was there in Lexington today at the Will Levis Pro Day, and he broke down exactly where, I mean, I assume it's going to be in the top 10, but exactly where Levis is expected to go. I think he's still a work in progress, Hannah. He's someone who is making incremental improvements as he moves through this pre-draft process, starting with, you know, the combine and now with his pro day and then with the individual workouts, I would hope that he continues to make progress with some of the things that he talked about that him and Jordan Palmer are working on, which is, you know, first and foremost, making sure that his feet are tied with his upper body, that his platform is solid to where it then leads to him being able to de- deliver the football with more consistent accuracy, which is really what quarterback play is all about. Decision making first and then delivering the football accurately. It's not arm strength first. It's not can I launch the ball 70 yards first. It's can you make good decisions and then can you put the ball in the hands of the people who need to carry it afterwards. And those are the things that he's going to need to continue to work on. I'm sorry, Lewis. I interrupted you. Kenny and Carlin, (laughs) ESPN Radio, alongside Randy Scott. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. Um, Listen, I think that in the case of Will Levis, he was originally slated to be bottom of round one, top of round two type quarterback. We know the thirst, Randy. Um, But to me, I would be really leery 
latching my job, the future of my career as a general manager on whether or not this guy is going to be able to step in relatively quickly as a top five or seven draft pick in the NFL and revolutionize, transform my franchise. There are there are concerns, and I, I went back and I, I tried to find uh, an early Todd McShay mock draft. His his 1.0. This was back in December, and he had Will Levis going sixth overall to the Atlanta Falcons. The quarterback wow. need remains for Atlanta. Uh, whether or not they draft one, it's starting to look less and less likely. We had Jeremy Fowler on last hour, and he said it sounds like they're going to roll uh, with Desmond Ritter and, uh, and maybe have a bridge year to get in perhaps the Caleb Williams sweepstakes uh, or the Drake May sweepstakes next season. Um, so he's always been in in the top you know, 10 or so, but he's been a third, a solid third when it comes to, uh, to, to this quarterback class. And I don't know that he did anything in his senior year to to change that. I don't know that he did no. anything at his pro day today because, as you said, his yeah. vision and his pocket awareness is yeah. lacking. And that's not yeah. something that gets better when you move up to NFL competition. See, and then the problem is you take him in the top five, let's say. Let's say he's mm-hmm. the third pick in the draft because I think there's a reasonable chance that that's what's going to happen. Well, then the pressure to play him, Randy, all of a sudden starts kicking up with your fans. Your starting quarterback is, I don't know, let's say it's Atlanta that trades up or it's Indianapolis that trades up. Your starting quarterback is not good. And all the fans are like, we want to see Levis. We want to see Levis. We want to see Levis. You're probably not on a good team. You probably don't have a great proven offensive coach, head coach or offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. And already you're kind of putting Will Levis in an impossible situation. I'm sure he wants to go higher. But the only reason he's being talked about as a top five pick, yes, he has the arm talent, is because of the position that he plays. And I think now more than ever, teams are desperate to get quarterbacks and get them in the draft because if they hit – They feel like their ticket to the Super Bowl is get the good quarterback on the cheap rookie contract. Yes. And then we can build a great team around him before we have to break the bank and pay the guy. Yeah. No, that's that is absolutely the case. So very rarely does a quarterback come into a good situation. Sometimes a quarterback comes into an unproven situation. And sometimes that is the ceiling when they are a first round NFL quarterback, when they're a first because it just logically you the idea that let's say and Patrick Mahomes comes to mind because Kansas City was in a down year and able to draft Mahomes in the you know mid first round yeah. and that so very rarely happens because no quarterback or rather no team drafting late in the uh in the NFL draft is going to take a quarterback usually because their quarterback is set right teams yeah. that draft at the end of the first round are playoff teams do you get to the yeah. playoffs with a bad quarterback usually yeah. not so yeah. you're drafting at the front end of the draft you're drafting because you have a new coach a new general manager and some Sometimes both. And yeah, yeah that little... offensive line, no wide receivers. You can throw those things on top of the same bucket. And then it, it's like, okay, well, good luck being successful in this situation. The, the other question I'm curious to ask, and, you know, fans out there listening to consider would you rather bet on Anthony Richardson or Will Levis? Hmm. What's the smarter SEC quarterback? bet between those two because I'm convinced that Stroud is probably going to be the first pick in the draft and that Bryce Young's probably going to go second and the real intrigue of this starts with which quarterback ends up going third in some sort of trade up with the Arizona Cardinals the upside of Anthony Richardson is dynamic yeah. 
It is dynamic. Yeah. It is far more dynamic than what Will Levis has. I think the concern or the scare, if you're talking yourself into Will Levis, is have we seen the upside? Right. Has he maxed out? Can he improve with throwing NFL receivers open against NFL defenses? Can he improve with feeling pressure, understanding pressure, and getting away from pressure? Whereas sure. you look at Richardson and you think, hey, if there's anything he can do, it's get away from pressure and buy time. Whether he can make a good decision once he does that remains to be seen. Yeah. So yeah. I, I actually think, and I, I, I'm going against my, my fears as a Raider fan because I don't want them to draft Richardson, but... I think I would I would lean Richardson better, in better. that comp. Yeah. The more talented guy, just overall, the more dynamic guy. I mm-hmm. I tend to agree with you on that. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so that you can save on both. Learn more by going to Progressive.com or calling 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. And now with a minute to play, Kansas State has the ball. We're tied at 92. Marquise Noel throws to the rim for Johnson who slams it in. Noel ties the record with his 18th assist. Johnson with the alley-oop slam, and it's 94-92 K-State. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Randy Scott, and it's time for us to head out to the hotline as we hear the highlight there, courtesy of the Westwood One NCAA Radio Network. Jordan Cornett covers college basketball for ESPN and the ACC Network, and he joins us, brought to you by Wendy's Two for Six Bucks, the best deal in fast food. Um, boy, that burger from Wendy's as I'm talking about that sounds good as Jordan joins us now. Maybe I'll go grab some as I'm on my way to watch a little hoops tonight. Um, Jordan, which of the four games tonight are you most excited for? I think Jordan has gone to Wendy's is my understanding. And oh, we lost back. Jordan. He will be back very shortly. He is Jordan. gone for the biggie bag and he will return momentarily. Jordan. Hope hopefully with some fries and a fry. Jordan, are you there? I know I think you're in the drive through at hey. your local Wendy's because hey. that's who's sponsoring you. Oh, let me let me tell you, Aaron, Randy, it's gonna be on with you guys. These damn earbuds. They fell out wanna fell out of my ear. I went oh. to adjust it. It hangs up the phone. Oh, sorry. It's it's only a poor carpenter, Jordan, that dare blame his tools. Which of the four games tonight, Jordan, are you most excited about? Uh, the only games I care about are the ones in in the region I'm doing right now, guys. I mean, let's get focused here. I'm in Louisville. And I get to see the number one seed, Alabama, and, and get to see them go against the San Diego State team that's going to dictate tempo. I'm excited for that one. And then I've got a 15th seed in Princeton that nobody believed could do anything in this tournament, going against a, a Creighton team with a sixth seed that was completely undervalued, repping, repping a Big East that's completely undervalued. So I'm very locked in on the game here. Whatever happens outside of there, uh, that'll be when the dust settles. But for me, I'm all locked in on this Louisville region. When you look at the Louisville region and you look at, at what Alabama's going to do with San Diego State, I think the, the top-end talent is there for Bama. There's no denying it, but it's also young. And the San Diego State squad just reminds me of a bunch of bruisers. You know, we were making the, the intramural comp. I mean, you were out there balling for Notre Dame, but if you played in an intramural league at your college, there was always that grad school team that would roll in with chest hair and mortgages and bald spots, but they ran set plays and they just muscled you all day. That's how San Diego State grabs me, and I'm just wondering yeah. how, they, how they slow down what Nate Oates and this offense is able to do. Well, for one, they got to take care of the basketball. If they give away live ball turnovers, they end up being pick sixes. It turns into a track meet. Tempo's gotten away from them. Game plays into the 80s, Randy, and they're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and talking with Coach Dutcher and understanding what the Aztecs want to do here tonight, they want this game played in the 60s. If it bleeds to the 70s, 
they're, they believe they're capable of scoring it uh, and getting there and still winning a ball game. But if it runs away into the 80s or 90s, the Aztecs are in trouble. That is the biggest theme to me in this game, is who's going to dictate tempo. Uh, you know, in, in talking with Coach Oates for Alabama, he said, we don't play fast just because we want to have that style. We feel like that's where we're most efficient. But we also like to guard fast, meaning we like to get in your – we like to be disruptive, apply ball pressure. Hmm. This is one of the elite defensive teams in Alabama as well, and they're the best defensive rebounding team in the nation, which allows them to get out and go. And this is going to be an interesting game. Both teams play about eight, nine guys. So you're going to have fresh bodies out there at a game that plays at a very high level. Jordan Cornette covers college basketball for ESPN and the ACC Network. Joins us, Canty and Carlin, Aaron Goldhammer, Randy Scott with you. Jordan, we know the story of what's happened with Alabama um, on and off the court this season. How would you describe the energy around them right now? Uh, not, not focused on anything but basketball. I talked to Coach Oates. I asked a hard question, uh, and, and we discussed it, and, and he's, his approach was, you know, maybe there's things we could have handled better early on, but we like the maturity of our group, how it's been handled since then. And right now we're focusing on the controllables, what we can control, and that's going out there for 40 minutes, locking in and playing within each other. He kept, Coach Oates, that is, kept talking about the relationships and the closeness of this group and how they've been able to fortify a locker room just based on belief in each other and focusing on the game. i got to be honest, guys, watching shoot-arounds, watching them move through this arena and down here in Louisville, you would have no idea that they're dealing with anything but trying to win a championship, uh, which will be the first ever in Bama history. It's, it's, it's a fascinating thing because there's definitely a groundswell around them of a lot of talk, deservedly so. Uh, but this group seems focused on the task at hand, and that's trying to play their best basketball tonight. Jordan, in your ACC network responsibilities, you've seen more Miami basketball than I think most people have, and I'm trying to figure them out. You know, they got a, they got bounced unceremoniously at the conference tournament uh, after getting a high seed. You know, draw earning a high seed through the regular season, then Drake gives them all they can handle, and then they just overwhelm and outclass Indiana to get to this point. But it looks like Houston is finally as healthy as they're going to be in this run. And they're flexing. I mean, they flexed all over Auburn. What Miami team is going to show up tonight? The one that was bounced in the conference tournament or the one that just outclassed Indiana? Guys, I, I got to think that Coach Larinaga is going to have a Miami group. Uh, that What we've seen from them in the last two seasons, you know, an elite eight run a year ago, poised for that and more this year. I do want to stop Randy really quick and yeah. give love to the Canes women's group as a nine seed. They just yeah. got it done today, knocking off Illinois but to get to the Elite Eight. What a special run for that nine-seeded yeah. squad. Destiny Harden and that group getting it done. I hope there were no expletives in the post-game interview, <laughs> only pure excitement, the, the, the good kind that we can run all the sound with. But yeah. uh, to get back to the men, cover this men's team. They're very explosive guys. I mean, they've got a few guys that could go for 20-plus. Isaiah Wong was the conference player of the year, but Nigel Pack can get busy with the bounce. Jordan Miller is the ultimate X factor. He does so many things for this group can facilitate at the mid-post, can run point forward, can knock down threes, can give you putbacks. And then Norchad O'Meara is their guy down low that kind of sets the table for the physicality. I think they match up great with Houston because they can bang with undersized guys on the backboard because they have the bodies to work against Houston. They like to turn you over much like Houston. They don't do it at the clip Houston does, but they have a capability there. And they have guard, explosive guard play, which you need to combat Houston's backcourt with. I think they match up nicely. I like Miami to beat Houston. 
Wow. Jordan, okay. One of the wild things that that is wow with that heck of an upset. Um, one of the wild things about this tournament, you know, one of the games you're you're covering tonight involves the likely second or third pick in the NBA draft this year. And another one involves an economics major from Princeton. <laughs> so what do you think the Tigers have to do to hang tight with the Blue Jays? Do they give them any chance of being the second consecutive year their 15 seed goes to the Elite Eight? Uh, play chess and hope Creighton plays checkers. And that's really hard when you got a coach as good X and O's wise as Coach McDermott. Look, there's two great coaches in this matchup. But I mentioned, uh, you know, putting on display a, a chess piece out there. And that chess piece is Tosan Awoma, the 6'7", uh, the 6'7 point forward, if you will, for Princeton. He's the main artery through which everything flows. I, I liken him to Giannis on an NBA level. Now, chill. I'm not saying that level of talent. <laughs> I'm just saying in his way, he approaches the game and puts the opposition in challenging positions. With the Bucks, the ball starts with Giannis on every possession. It's read and react for Giannis, and there's supplementary pieces around him that can get it done. On a touch, he can catch at the mid post, but what he's so crazy gifted at, he sees where help's coming before maybe even the rest of the guys on the floor see it. So he is one step ahead in dis- distribution or the decision to go score the basketball. He just makes the proper read every time. If you guys get a chance to watch this game tonight, watch how Tosana Woma approaches it. If this guy can take Ryan Culpriter, the seven-foot-one guy, away from the paint, not let him be that rim protector, and they move the basketball, attack gaps, and knock down shots, they'll be in a score right there with Creighton. In talking with Coach McDermott, he agreed with my assessment. Creighton and Princeton are very similar teams. This is going to be one of the better games of the night, if not the best game of the night because of the matchups. Great stuff, Jordan. Enjoy the games tonight. Enjoy Louisville. Thanks for some time. Guys, earbuds. I think I'm getting rid of them. I, I just don't think they're <laughs> for me. That, that, that <laughs> really burned me. Let me give you a tip. Thanks, buddy. Let, let me give you a tip. Get the phone and hold it Hit up me. to your ear, you know, like like we used to in the days of yore. I know. Before right? you, you needed know, the earbuds. When right? you show up. When you show off and try to look cool, it burns you every time. It does. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the time. That's Jordan Cornette, ESPN and ACC Network college basketball analyst. Coming up, we've got the latest on the Lakers, and we've got that news after Randy tells you a little bit more about Indeed. That is right, Aaron. If your hiring needs are heating up, you don't have to do it all yourself. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The all-in-one hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates with tools like Instant Match. You'll instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor a post. Invite them to apply, and you can even schedule and conduct interviews all from your employer dashboard. To learn more, visit Indeed.com slash credit. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Talking hoops on night number two of the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. As we have games tipping off about an hour from now. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also listen on your smart speaker. I am Aaron Goldhammer. He is Randy Scott. Triple H, say ESPN. 888-729-3776 is the number if you want to jump in with us. We heard yesterday, Randy, that it sounds like LeBron's going to try to come back and play. Now, I don't know how to decode his tweet versus some of the reports that came out about his status, but I would be surprised if we didn't see him again this year. I think he's going to try to get the Lakers into the playoffs, and then we'll see what happens there. In your mind, I'm trying to figure out, you know, like for him, what is the best case scenario for L.A.? Like what's the furthest they could practically go? I, I truly think, I mean, we disagree off the jump. I think they can get to a six seed and I think they can win a first round series against Sacramento. I, I really do. Really? I really do. Whoa. I have to see the, it the, from the Sacramento. The disrespect for the beam, Randy. <laughs> they have been good all year. They've got the coach of the year. They've been better than the Lakers. You think LeBron and AD could stay healthy for a whole playoff series? I don't. Are we assuming health? Are we assuming health? That's a great That's well, a great point. It's the Lakers. How can I assume <laughs> health? They've got, they've got street clothes and the 38-year-old all-time leading scorer over there. You can't count on anything with them, I don't think. That's fair. That's fair. I, yeah, I always talent against new, young, fresh, and fast legs. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is probably the fastest guy in the league with the basketball in his hands. Truly. No, and that would no, be a no question. nightmare. No question. I can't think no of a question. person who could check him on Los Angeles' roster. I mean, look, the, the top of the roster, if LeBron and AD are 100% healthy and playing well, you know, I guess those would be the top two picks in that series. But beyond that, I mean, the Kings have just proven to be a better team. Plus, I think that's going to be the craziest playoff environment, Randy, all year is the games at Golden One Center or whatever it's called in Sacramento because they haven't been to the playoffs in 16 years. That place is going to be going completely ape come playoff time. Now, Kendrick Perkins, of course, talks NBA with us here at ESPN. And he was asked the question, should the Lakers be at all concerned because they're playing well with some of the new pieces they got at the trade deadline, little Jared Vanderbilt, uh, this Austin Reeves has, you know, shown up and played really well, helped them beat the Suns the other night. Will LeBron disrupt the flow at all when he comes back? You know you could drop LeBron James anywhere in America and he's going to fit in just fine. I don't care if it's the Wellness Center, L.A. Fitness, or the YMCA. The thing that I think LeBron James and Darvin Ham notice is that 
This, this team goes as far as Anthony Davis takes them. And Darvin Ham has done a great job of making sure he force feed his guy that is in his prime in Anthony Davis. And I think LeBron James is going to realize that when he gets back. Hell, LeBron James knew that when they won the championship down there in the bubble. He came up, he's on record saying, Anthony Davis is going to be our go-to guy. He's going to be our number one option. Long as they stick to that plan when LeBron comes back, the Lakers will be perfectly fine. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. I'm not worried about LeBron reassimilating. I think he could assimilate himself at 60 years old into just about any basketball team. And in a playoff series, still might be, when healthy, one of the best players in the world. Um, and I actually think, you know, I'll give the Lakers, Randy, credit for this. I think that those moves they made at the deadline have made them significantly better. Now, it's a low bar, but it's significantly better than they were before, you know, February. It was a low bar. And we were robbed as just neutral basketball fans of seeing how this roster I guess could make a push because what they did was they assembled shooters around LeBron James, which is common damn sense because he is still at this age, the best in the league at getting to the rim whenever he wants it full speed and making defenses collapse on him. So at this age, if he doesn't want to finish at the rim, if it's not there, he can drive and kick with the best of them driving and kicking to Russell Westbrook. Weird. Didn't work out, but it's, it would with D'Angelo Russell, it would with Malik Beasley. And now that Austin Reeves has found his stroke and some level of, I don't know, microwave Lynn sanity. I I could see this working. It's just, we haven't, we literally haven't seen it hammer because he got hurt as soon as as these moves were made to try to project what's going to happen in this Western conference. So many of the important players are dealing with injury problems from Kyrie Irving to obviously LeBron coming back from this to Kevin Durant trying to come back from his ankle injury. You know, tonight it's funny. I I would not have thought that this was going to be an important game back in October, but it is the Lakers host Oklahoma city tonight at 1030. And these are two teams who have the same number of losses who are jockeying for those play-in positions or maybe even getting up to the sixth seed. I think if the Lakers win this, it really counts as two in the standings and would really help push them over the top. And if they lose, then going into back-to-back games against Chicago, and then the last week of the season, they've got both the Clippers and Phoenix who are also going to be jockeying for position. Mm -hmm. This is a really important game tonight, as funny as it sounds, for both of these teams. It's, it's interesting to see the cavalry coming for some of the teams that you're mentioning. I look at Minnesota in the seventh seed. They just got Carl Anthony Towns back. He missed 52 games. Uh, the Lakers seem like they're going to get LeBron James back. Even the Pelicans, there's some momentum that Zion Williamson could get back uh, by the end of the regular season. Some. I mean, there's I'm, I'm sort of ranking those in terms of a return that's already happened, a return that's right. likely to happen, and then right. Zion Williamson. But still, yeah. these are all teams in that 10-7 to 7 range that could have massive impacts from massive contributors. I'll say this. I like the Lakers' chances better than Dallas's. I think Dallas stinks. I, I think okay. Dallas is a play-in loser, and I don't even think they'll make a playoff series. I think that's a mm. team that is just... I mean, Luka's not 100%. Neither is Kyrie. They don't play any defense. Yeah. So I, I And I guess I like the Lakers better than the Pelicans. Uh, I don't yeah. like them as much as Minnesota. I think I, I don't like them as much as Golden State, and I don't like them as much as the Clippers. So if I'm looking at this right now, but by the way, think, think about it this way. If, like we used to have the NBA playoffs, 
for the eight seed, whatever, like it would be even harder for them to think about even getting into a playoff series. Triple eight, say ESPN is the number. If you want to jump in with us, I'm Aaron Goldhammer, Randy Scott on ESPN radio and the ESPN app. Scott in Baltimore is checking in with us. He's a Lakers fan stuck in Baltimore. What's up, Scott? Hey guys. Good afternoon. How are you? Great. How are you? What possessed you to pick up the phone and talk about your under 500 basketball team? Yeah, diehard Lakers fan, and as much as I hate to say it, having any discussion about AD playing throughout the season is an exercise in futility. You know it, I know it, everyone knows it. It's just a matter of time till he finds a way to hurt himself again. He's not going to make it through the playoffs. He's not going to make it through the end of the season. I, and, and it pains me to say it, but, and that's why I don't consider him to be one of the best players in the game. When yeah. you only play, when you miss 40 games a year, you're not a great player, no matter how much talent. Is he one of the most talented? Yes. Does he deserve to be called great? Absolutely not. It's just a matter of time. He's Humpty Dumpty. He's going to get hurt. Thank you, Scotty. Appreciate <laughs> the call. Um, he's not wrong about any of that. When you adopt the nickname from Charles Barkley, Street Clothes. <laughs> That's so bad. It's, it's so bad. But, but it says everything that needs to be. No one's questioning the guy's talent. And at this no. point, LeBron would have thought that AD would have really taken over for him. He has played pretty well of late, you know, and I guess I got to kind of roll my eyes and give the Lakers credit for that. What bothers me is, look, they have a lot of fans, but Randy, they're talked about like they could be a championship contender. They are so not. Okay. There are, I would say, I don't know, 16 or 17 teams in the league at least better than they are. At full health? And again, I don't, I, don't, I don't know that I buy that because they have been there, have won that, have, I know it was in a bubble, but they've at least played a, an, an, the entirety of a playoff season together. They have that experience together. And I truly, I mean, it sounds Well, that's crazy. just LeBron and AD. You know, yeah, Ray John Rondo's core. not walking through that door. And that's your core, though. And, and, and you know, I, I, like we haven't seen KD and Devin Booker yet. We're supposed to believe that that's going to work. You know, yeah. at, at crunch time with the season on the line in these playoffs, you know, in these playoff uh, series that go six, seven games. Like, we know LeBron and AD have been there and done it. Yeah, we're, they were younger versions of themselves. And it is famous last words to rely on D'Angelo Russell in any moment of Agreed. playoff anything. But if all he has to do is knock down an open shot because LeBron has drawn multiple defenders, I believe in his ability to do that. And I believe in Malik Beasley's ability to do it if D'Lo can't. So... I, I, it's just getting there. You know, you have to to get there to be able to prove it. And I don't know that it's uh, th- there's enough time left in the regular season to do it. Yeah, I think the Lakers are, you know, obviously a little washed and a little older. And certainly they started the season that way. And I think that's the way their season is played out. And I think it's more likely that they don't even make the playoffs than that they win a playoff series is the way that I'd position this. I think it's more likely that they go home before they actually would go to Denver or Memphis or play in one of these postseason series up next there is a player like the lakers that has a pretty big name and is available right now in the nfl and i can't understand why anybody wants him i'm aaron goldhammer he's randy scott canty and carlin's on espn radio we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. If I'm Zeke Elliott, I'm not going to Philly because I don't want to tarnish my Cowboys legacy. Zeke is saying, look, I've done it all. I've made the money. Now I want to chase the championship. I don't know that there's a whole lot left. I think this is a last opportunity. I don't think Philadelphia is a great fit. I don't think he helps the Jets all that much. If you want to get him motivated to go out and give it a last hoorah, why not go to the Jets with a guy like Aaron Rodgers who can pull the best out of you? Well, there's a player in the NFL who's acting like there's some kind of bidding war going on for his services right now. Let's be honest. (laughs) Ezekiel Elliott's lucky to be getting a job at this point in his career. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Randy Scott. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can ask your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio on Thursday. ESPN reporting that former Cowboys running back Zeke Elliott narrowed down his choices for his next team as if like... The other 31 teams would be dying to get their hands on Ezekiel Elliott to the Cincinnati Bengals, the Jets and the Eagles. Now, it remains to be seen what level of interest any of those three teams. I'm reading this actually on the website. It remains to be seen what level of interest any of those three teams would have in Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, really good running back, was totally overpaid, Randy, and You can find guys on the street in week eight that can do for you what Ezekiel Elliott does. True or false? True. True. With this version of Zeke Elliott, and I was alarmed to see that he's only 27 years old uh, because of how steep and precipitous the drop-off was. Listen, he he played through injury two seasons ago. Uh, Wore a knee brace all of last season. Yes, he had 12 touchdowns. But he had like a two-point-something yards per attempt, and he had a career low of 870-some-odd rushing yards in a 17-game season, you know? Yeah, he's needed yeah. this this longer season to get over 1,000 yards the year before, something yeah. he's done sparingly in recent seasons. I think it's one out of his last three. So yeah. it's just this version of it. I, you know how how who is who is this version of Zeke Elliott to even have a wish list? Even say that I'm willing to go to the, one of three teams. There there are two players, Randy, that you know we talk a lot about on ESPN Radio. You talk a lot about on SportsCenter. Mm-hmm. That frankly, both Ezekiel Elliott and Odell Beckham Jr. The odds of them having a big impact on this NFL season are slim. The reason we talk about them is because we know that fans care 
about where those players go because they played for the Giants and the Cowboys. And Zeke, Mm -hmm. I don't know that he's a Hall of Famer, but he had a really good career for a running back. And he had one of the best rookie seasons that a running back has ever had. And it was his best year. All the way back in 2016, he ran for 1,631 yards, 5-1 a carry, and he had 15 touchdowns. I mean, that is an epically great season. I'm not taking anything away from him as a player. I'm just saying... For a running back, 27 is the new 40 for some of these other (laughs) positions. And by the time you get to that point in your career, you know, teams want to draft a guy in the fourth round. Look at what the Chiefs did. They took a guy in the seventh round who had an impact on whether or not they won the Super Bowl and Isaiah Pacheco. And I think every one of the teams in the NFL would rather have that guy on his contract than try to go out and sign Zeke Elliott, who's going to dominate microphones and headlines and take up enough airspace that you're going to feel obligated to give him a certain number of carries. One of the fits that was interesting, and not only because it's a divisional rival in Philadelphia, but it's how Philadelphia uses its running back room. The Jets were somewhat similar, but they found their guy. They found their bell cow back, and it was Brees Hall. And so there's a understandably a role there in New York for Zeke because they lost their early down back. Uh, Philadelphia will roll the hot hand. I mean, truly. In the Super Bowl, Kenneth Gainwell was getting impactful carries. Uh, the, there's a joke about Boston Scott being a touchdown machine in big spots. And that's when they had Miles Sanders. And Miles Sanders had a 1,000-yard season and parlayed yeah. that into, into big money with the Panthers. So I, I think there are carries there. There's a role there. And if Zeke, at this microwaved age... To your point about how you know 27 is the new 40 for running backs and how running backs age like presidents, if yeah. at this young age Zeke is going ring chasing, Philly's the best fit. But is Philadelphia interested? I don't. I don't know. Is Cincinnati interested? They're another one of these teams on this quote unquote list. Zach Taylor said, "Quote: There are a lot of great players that are available right now via WCPO." We like our team where it's at. Always fun when things get thrown around. Sometimes it's the first you hear of it, but that's the way life works. Boy, sounds like Ezekiel Elliott's at the top of their wish list, doesn't it? (laughs) It sounds like they are not in need at that position. They feel that way. And they're the only team on that list that didn't suffer a loss. You know, yeah. uh, you got Philadelphia and, and, and adding don't, Rashad. Don't you think that Odell and Zeke, they just belong with Aaron Rodgers on the Jets and we can just get the biggest tire fire in New York history on the back oh, page of man. the tabloids every single day? You say that because you're where you are and you are dialed in on the Browns in a rabid fan base. We would then have to talk about the Jets even more than we already do. You yes. know what I mean? If they added OBJ and Zeke, yeah. I mean, one of those ratchets this thing up if they have Aaron Rodgers. Imagine both. I mean, just as long as you're going to lean into this mess, there aren't enough to heck with. There aren't enough footballs to go around. There aren't enough microphones to go around (laughs) in the locker room. If they have an Aaron Rodgers press conference going on with Odell and then Ezekiel Elliott starts talking on the other side of the room, we have to assign seven different reporters to the jet locker room just to get a handle on all of it. Up next, speaking of New York, Chris Canty weighs in on Zeke and more. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.